have you seen the boat that was supposed to come into Dock 15? Uh, the boat? Yeah, Dock 15 and the, this afternoon about 3am, you've not no, seen no, it. No, I haven't, I haven't. Right, I haven't seen it either, but according to the logs, it came in, it is there now, and apparently the whole shipment is, is due to be unloaded. Is that so? Yeah, uh, uh, now let's see, check manifest. Okay. It's got thermometers, x-ray cameras, light detectors, extremely delicate tilt switches, smoke alarms, carbon monoxide detectors. Mm. Just can't work out how no one's seen this, this ship. No. Oh, I've got it. What? It's a censorship. Ah. Uh. <laughs> uh. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Magnetdale. And I'm not Jane Eris Magnetdale, and welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast where two queer wifey types talk about media we've consumed in the week, but not some media, we'll get to that in a minute, oh. uh, and do silly voices and skits and have a little catch, a silly little catch up about media stuff in the week. Silly little catch is over there. That's, yeah, that's the silly little cat. We're having the silly little catch up. Is that the sauce over there? No, that's the silly little ketchup. Ah. This is the sweet little catch ketchup. Ah. How are you doing? <laughs> you're in a very I'm in a weird mood. You're in a silly little mood tonight, it seems. That's great. Yeah. I love when you're in a silly little mood. Yeah. You know you know what else is a silly little mood? It's sometimes how I feel about video games I've played. Video games. Yeah. What do you play this week? I played some of that arcade paradise. Oh yeah, tell us about arcade paradise. It's great, you get Laundry, yeah, and you put the laundry in, in the washing machine, yeah, and then your watch does beep beep, and then you take the washing out of the the washing machine, and then you shove it in the tumble dryer, and sometimes you pick up trash. I feel like this is half of the game. You're sort of you're sort of missing the bit where you're running a laundromat in order to secretly run an arcade in the back. I mean that. I seem to spend less time doing that, so I don't really think that counts as the game. I mean, I, it's how I would p- it's how I would explain the game. There seem to be some some good things back there, but I tend to spend about thirty seconds at a time playing any of them yeah. because immediately my watch is going off, and I've got to have that S rank laundry. <laughs> if I'm not getting S rank laundry, what's the point? I I I mean, some people would argue getting like an S rank in the in the arcade game in the back is the point, but mm. no, you got to get that S rank laundry. I've got to get the best laundry. People need that. <laughs> laundry. My, my my fake video game dad told me that I, I needed to take some responsibility and learn how to run a business. <laughs> you're, you're playing the game about running a double life in which you run a laundromat but also run an arcade, but you're, you're playing it being a responsible child who is being like, no, yeah, but no, priority number one, I do have to be well behaved with my laundry business. I mean, the arcades are making more money than the laundry, finally. Yeah. But, that's not the point, my laundry business is very, very good, and the toilet is very unblocked, and I picked up all the gum, all the gum has been picked up, and I, it's still a fishing mini game, so that can get to fuck, <laughs> and more importantly than that, it doesn't let you do the thing of watching the, the, the meter go up and down several times so you can try and work out your timing. Oh, yeah. Because if you, if you let it go back down after it's gone all the way back up once... 
then it, it will basically reset your progress, especially on oh, the no. guns like white gum. <laughs> it's like this is no, this is taking forever. Oh, no. Like if you can get two perfect hits in a row, that's it. Off. Even yeah. the highest tier gum. But it's like very rarely happens, and it's a pain in the butt. <laughs> uh, what about? What have you played? Well, we played a thing together that we can talk about now. We couldn't talk what? about it last week when we'd played it. Surely uh, we have no secrets. I mean, sometimes we have secrets, <sighs> and one of them last week was that we had played Viewfinder. We had. Which we, we can now talk about. We we played through Viewfinder in a couple of sittings, start yeah. to finish. Uh, really interesting little puzzle game, that. Oh. Um, I think the best way to explain it is it is a puzzle game in which you hold up a photo in 3D space and go put it here, and now the thing that was in the photo is in the real world in the perspective and position that you placed it. And that might mean I have a photo of a room and I placed it sort of along a pathway and now I can walk into the room and interact with things in it. It might be I put the photo up in the sky so that like a, a battery that's in the room in the photo falls down and sort of comes down to reach me, uh, etc. And it is a bunch of a bunch of gameplay mechanics about where can I hold this photo in 3D space to make the perspective right that it becomes the 3D environment I need it to be. And uh, be that like a bridge or yeah, a, uh, a, sort of a, a point between several paths yeah, or even replacing... A upside-down upside version of the exit with a correct way-up version of the exit. Yeah, it's, you have a lot of ways that you can manipulate, like, that thing's not quite the distance way I need it to be, or I need to replicate that, but in a slightly different way, or and... More of that thing. Yeah, like, I have one battery and there's a photo of a battery and I can get the photo out, the, se- uh, the, ca- the battery out the second photo, but now I've got multiples, oh, yeah. and I don't think it's too big of a spoiler to say eventually you get a camera of your own. It's It's got very portal-like pacing in that... It's got very portal-like pacing, and it's regard. got a very portal-like, um, almost silent tutorial. Yeah. Of, here is our mechanic. We're going to show you by pictures that you find around the environment. Yeah. Okay, now we are going to give you static cameras that stay in one place, and you're yeah. going to take pictures, and you're going to learn how to use those. And eventually... Assigning your own camera. Yes, and there are more mechanics beyond that, which we won't get into, that do really interesting brain-melty things with those mechanics. Um, Genuinely, like, I don't remember the last time I played a puzzle game that was this well uh, paced in terms of, like, giving you incremental new mechanics that make complete sense with everything you've learnt so far, but are just like, oh, that's just one extra thing that I have to keep in my head now, uh, but also in terms of difficulty, because, like, I think this was really well-balanced difficulty-wise, in that there were, I would say, maybe only two or th- maybe at most three puzzles that we, like, got stuck on for a while, and were, like... Not super long. No, like, maybe, maybe, like, 20, 25 minutes, and we would be, like, what on earth are we meant to be doing? We were passing the controller back and forth, and we'd work out the solution and go... Of course that's the fucking solution. Like, we were not annoyed at the game. We were like, that's so obvious, I can't hate it. And it was usually because we didn't look in quite the right thing. It was either that or, like, we just hadn't made the mental leap that was staring us in the face of how to make a thing happen. We hadn't looked at a, a, a thing at quite the right angle. We hadn't, we hadn't gone... We hadn't done, like, the super liminal-esque thing of 
oh, of course that interacts with that mechanic like that. We hadn't necessarily thought quite laterally enough. Yes. I, I don't think any of those, like, 20, 25 minute, like, we got stuck on one puzzle moments, I don't think we ever were frustrated when we found the answer. We were like, yeah. oh no, that answer is totally fair. We just had to get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to say anything about this game's narrative? It's, um, <laughs> interesting. Sad, hopeful, beautiful, um, fascinating, the way you are. Okay, well, we'll talk a little bit about it. So you yeah. are a researcher trying to find a way to sort of save the world. Yes. And you have found out that there was this group that seemed to have worked on something that might be useful for that. Yes. And you are going into their virtual worlds that you have found a document of. Yeah. To try and explore through that and find yeah. how they were working on solving the problem and what their solution was. Indeed. And you're sort of, you have these, uh, like, weird gramophones in this virtual world that you are, like, playing back and getting little bits of story. Yeah. And at one point, you meet a, like, one of uh, Escher's ribbon paintings. Uh, like ribbon, ribbon orange or the, or the, um, yes. the ribbon head. Um, but it's a cat called Kate. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a very soothing little friend. You can pet, love that you can pet the cat, and also oh. if you pet and then stand near, stand near Kate, you'll just feel the controller start to vibrate like a little kitty purr. Yeah, so we were playing this on PS5, and the purring vibration was very good. As someone that owns a very purry cat, that was very accurate controller purring. I spent quite a lot of time just like, I'm going to go and pet the cat, I'm going to go and pet the cat. Right? And then I think it was like, I hadn't paused or something, but we were having like a bit of a conversation. Maybe about a puzzle, maybe about a mechanic, mm. and I, 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 had, I just sort of left myself standing there next to next to Kate after having pet them. It's like the controller's purring. <laughs> you have to feel the cat purr. <laughs> it's, uh, it was a beautiful moment. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Don't want to spoil it. It's um, it's it's a it's a roller coaster of of little of, of a little story. But but also part of the me- mechanic stuff gets um gets some difference things as well because it's not only the virtual world that you're exploring and each of researchers private spaces that they make within this yes sometimes there's also like painted that you can go into yes here is here is a beautiful scenery or a photocopied section honestly that is it's not a negative but it's one mechanic that i wish more use was made of in the game it doesn't come up a lot but it's fascinating when it does and the color Gosh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I also like the weird little pixels. And, yeah. and weird sort of being a, once you start sort of taking photographs of, of different bits of world like that and then putting them together in a space that you can walk across within a couple of seconds and go... Because I'm yeah. used to just going, oh, that thing's a shader. I am in a game where they've just put a shader over it to give it like the, um, so like the Borderlands thing with the, the yeah. outline lines or to make it look more like a comic book. But to be able to just, like, look at a scene from a, a certain distance and go, that bit over there is all pixely, and that bit over there looks photocopied, and that bit over there looks like an oil paint, yeah. and that bit over there looks like a child's picture, and, and yeah. it's, it's it, fascinating. I, I can't say strongly enough quite how good the central mechanic of this is with okay. the photos. It's one of those mechanics where, right from the start of the game, the first time you have a photo and you go to place it in 3D space, and there's no, like, 
sort of confirmation moment oh. and you're like did i do it and you take a step and it's just you take a step to the side and it, oh, yeah. it's just there in 3d space it just works so flawlessly that like you never take it for granted despite the fact it's seamless yes. and it's rare to find a like core mechanic that well implemented oh. um and, and also things always seem to be a a, a distance that makes sense. Yes, you're not accidentally breaking the scale of things yes. when you don't mean to. Yeah. And I am impressed at how well it contextually manages that. Yes, I think they did a great job with that. I, I think it all feels great. The world is interesting and creative. And... Yeah, it is, it is the most interesting puzzle game I've played in a while. Mm -hmm. It very much reminds me spiritually of something like Superliminal in terms of, like, not necessarily its narrative or the style of its puzzles, although you know, occasionally it dips into that sort of realm, but in terms of we have one central idea that we're just gonna, like, not outstay its welcome on any one idea and keep moving through a selection of, like, stuff we can do with the conceit we built. It feels very polished in a similar way. I think for me, I'd have to say this is the portal she never got. This is this is that. Yeah. This is basically F stop. It's it is a bit yeah. It's I feel like the portal compa uh, comparisons are very warranted. Mm -hmm. It has a very similar mentality to basically the entire game is a gradual tutorial of escalating mechanics, yeah. even through to the like as we said before, the way that portal initially shows you portals that you don't have access to, then shows you portals that move around the room outside of your control, mm -hmm. then lets you shoot one colour of portal, then lets you shoot both sides of the portal. Mm -hmm. It's that sort of build-up, and here's new ways that you can one by one start to understand new properties of the tools you have. Yeah, and in, in the same way I suspect that if I came back to this in a few years' time and tried to play from somewhere other than the beginning... I suspect that just like the last time I tried, or the, like maybe the second time I yeah. tried to play portals. If I tried to jump ahead, I might struggle to do that because yeah. I don't have that ramp up. Yes, puzzles yeah. suddenly seem a lot harder if you haven't just been. If you if you didn't in the last room get taught the previous like thing in the previous room in the previous room. Exactly, it, it builds on itself beautifully, and I think speedruns of this game will be fascinating to watch in the most. Speedruns of just the demo were mind melting. Yeah. I can't wait to see speedruns of the full thing. Oh. Um, so yeah, Viewfinder, honestly, super good recommend for like yeah. a couple of sittings. You know, good mind melty puzzle game. Yeah, maybe yeah. make notes for yourself if you're planning on doing this as a. I get ten minutes a night to play video games. Yeah, yeah. Remind yourself what things do as mm -hmm. you go. Or you know. Don't be as near a diversion as us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we played something else together this weekend. Uh, what? Yeah, we went and saw some friends this weekend, mm -hmm. and we continued to play a bunch of Frosthaven. So played so much Frosthaven. Which is, it's, a, it's that big board game we've talked about before that is a sort of hex grid-based um, dungeon crawler uh, that is surrounded by a big layer of city-building, decision-making... Uh, all sorts of complicated nonsense mechanics around that. Yep. Um, it's a big, big, lengthy campaign sort of game. It's what if the combat aspects of tabletop D&D were, instead of being controlled by dice rolls, were card-driven? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, 
Uh, not a huge amount new to necessarily say about uh, Frosthaven in in the, uh, the the weekend of it we played, other than maybe to talk about the fact that without getting into too many specifics, we engaged with we encountered a mechanic that allowed us as a group to do some not combat puzzles together. Yes. And that was really fun. Yes, I mean the the with caveats. <laughs> the um, it's if it, to anyone who has got it, as like as soon as you open the box, you will be pretty much aware that there is this puzzle book. Yes, <laughs> it is sealed. It's like don't open this. It's got like yeah. a little sticker around the outside of it. It's like don't open this until you're absolutely told to. And we just came upon the narrative that has yeah. told us to do that. Um, obviously, we're going to talk very minor about the contents yeah. of the first four pages. Yeah. But, um, so we, we had a, a puzzle that was work out this thing. Yeah, this was the very first puzzle of, of the book, yep. and we all independently, separately went away and solved that first puzzle. Yes. And we all got the correct solution. Yes. But we were all a little bit, that feels a bit bullshit about it. Yes. Because without being too specific, there was a little bit of internal inconsistency in the rules as you progress through that first puzzle. Yes. In a way where multiple of us had the same experience of solve the first part correctly, solve the second part correctly, get to the third part, it doesn't work. Go back and try and Go back and, the first two parts. Yeah, and we hadn't, we hadn't done anything wrong, it's just that the rules had changed and nothing told us. Yes, not a huge amount, but in, in a way that was particularly <sighs> irritating. It's in enough of a way to go, I feel like... That 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 time I spent trying to work out the third one, I feel like the game cheated. Yes. And rather than I was I was foolish. I it wasn't that I didn't know what I was doing. The book, the book kind of was sneaky at me. Yes. In a not necessarily fun way. No, and I feel like there are ways you could have done that. that yeah. Would have, that would have made that work. Like. Well, yeah, we we talked about ways that that puzzle could have been yeah. made more uh, more logically consistent. Like, it was a lovely idea. Yeah. I'm like, I'm glad that exists. And but also, and yeah. it and it clearly wasn't too big a problem because none of the four of us failed to come to the solution. We all got over that hurdle. Yeah, some of us took longer than others. Yeah, but we 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 got we all got there. But I am glad also that between the four of us, we agreed that like because one person was like. I've got this, like, almost before we'd left the table. Yeah. Because we were like, okay, it's late, we, we should leave this as our, our finished thing for tonight. Pretty much, I think we're just going to wrap it there, and literally while I was, like, putting the rest of the stuff away, one person at the table was like, yeah, I've got it, I've got the answer, and I've confirmed it's correct. I was, I was so close at that point, I'd worked out the first two and the third wasn't working because of that inconsistency. Yeah. I was like, Ugh. And I hadn't even had a chance to look at it yet. But everyone was well behaved at, like, stay quiet about what you've realised and yeah. give everyone a chance. Yes. Um, but conversely, the, 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 the second puzzle, the, the only one, uh, other one we've sort of completed. Yes. Um, we, without getting into too many specifics, we made it into a really good collaborative group thing where we had a whiteboard up on a wall, <laughs> uh, on a wall, and everyone had, like, um, images of the, the little puzzle book on our phone so we could be referencing it. Yep. Uh, granted, and again, without going into too many specifics, there is some kerning issues on that second puzzle that yep. are... Make it more difficult than it should be. Right. And if you have the first printing, 
there is a slight misprint on one of the characters <laughs> yes. at the bottom of the first page. Yeah. I would advise anyone who owns a first printing in Frosthaven to check the uh, official um, FAQ on Board Game Geek and check the um, official errata. Yeah, write, write your errata stuff on components ready. Yeah, like I knew about this the last time we got the game out and we had a little bit of downtime while I think someone were you working or something? It was probably something? me working, yeah. And I was like, right, I'm going to go through the errata and I'm going to make notes. I make notes in all of the books that could make notes. Yeah. I made, um, like, all of the fold, uh, um, envelopes rather than opening any of the envelopes. Mm. I just made a note of what should be written inside the envelope on the, on the front yeah. of it so that it could be corrected as soon as possible. Like, even the puzzle book has, like, if you are solving this page or this page, check the errata for a full description of, of what needs yeah. to be done. Because obviously you didn't want to open it up and correct it on the yeah. pages, but so I was like, mm, yeah, that doesn't need to be looked at. Yeah. The the other thing of note we did that was new in Frosthaven uh, in this big weekend session was that I retired my first character. Because yes. I had a character whose retirement condition uh, didn't involve going and doing a quest, it's just... Here is a thing, and when it happens, your character's just retired, and it was to do with like killing a certain number of a certain type of monsters, and the last couple of monsters I needed to kill were in front of me, and the logic I had was, if this is what my character's motivation is, they wouldn't pass up the opportunity to do this, I'm going to try and play them in character and go and try and achieve the thing that they want to achieve. And that meant that I stopped playing as the Blink Blade, which is the character I've been playing as so far, who... Is very similar to the kind of character I played in um, Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion, the sort of mini campaign before this, uh, who was the demolitionist. Uh, both, yes, both are quattrals, which are these sort of little techie characters. Um, yeah, the demolitionist was run up to things and punch them with explosive fists, whereas the blink blade is run up to things very fast by using time travel to sprint at them and hit them. Uh, and they had sort of an interesting, fun, complicated mechanic of being in fast or slow mode, depending on tokens you had that changed what all their cards did. They were very beyond the front line, doing a big hit, main character energy characters, which is what I like playing. Um, but I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll let them retire and try something very different, which... Yeah, this is the, f yeah. the first character that we unlocked as a not-from-the-start-of-the-game character. Yeah. Um, and without going into specifics, because they're, if you haven't played Frosthaven yet and you want to, this is a character that can be unlocked optionally as you go. But I started playing a character who is much more of a support class, uh, much more of a ranged reorganizing the battlefield. Yes. Um a bit like yeah. the, the Void Warden from the Lion which I played. Yeah. Somebody who can give movement to other characters yeah. help move other people around on the battlefield. It, it was a little a little bit of that and a little bit of say, uh what was uh what was the, the ranged character that our friend played in Jaws of the Lion who could pull enemies closer with the sort of chain weapons. What was that class? I cannot remember. No, I but you know the one I mean. I yeah, so it's a bit of manipulating your friends around the battlefield, a little bit of like pushing and pulling enemies and also can be a bit of a healer class, also can be a bit of a summon class. Mm -hmm. They can fill a lot of support roles depending on what you need them to be. Yes. Um, which has been a real change of pace uh, playstyle-wise. Yeah, um, we, we, even though retired, which meant that We've had, for the first time in the game, had, like, quite a significant 
highest player level yeah. and lowest player level, um, which meant that that was sort of changing what difficult level we were playing. Yeah. But also, like, it didn't feel like we were having any great struggles for having changed. Possibly. Like, the, because there, there, there was a point where we were just absolutely covered in enemies. Yeah. To the point where we just didn't have enough standees for one of them yeah. at one point. The... The issue I'm kind of finding is that my character's getting exhausted before missions are over, because I no longer have the big pile of items I'd been acquiring slowly over time as my previous character, which means I have a lot less of those, tap this to get a free little bonus that'll help extend your playability. And that has taken some adjustment, like having to build up a set of equipment again, but I'm, I'm getting there. Um, but also, like, I think it's the difference between, like, being the big heavy hitter and being a bit more controlling and saying I need to dial back a bit on my, um... Possibly. Single-use cards. But we've also had a couple... My first couple of missions with this character were both missions that were very, hey, we pretty urgently need to control who's where on the battlefield. Uh, Laura, you're really good at that. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll keep him away, I'll keep him away. But at the same time, we were in the perfect empty place because oh. we, there were so many environmental traps that you yes. could just be like, and you're going into that trap, and you're going into that trap. And then you're walking back over the trap I just pushed you over. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it was the first mission in particular was the perfect first mission for the yes. character I dropped into. You really got to show off on that one. I got to, I got to be a bit of a show off. <laughs> um, but yeah, we continued to play through Frosthaven. We're about to reach our first winter where shit's yes. going to get bad. Oh, yeah. Uh, I feel like we've got a lot done that first summer because we did a bunch of um, like connected missions where rather than going back to town, you just like keep going and do more mission. Yeah. So that felt like good to do, but it's obviously like meant that we could our first summer gather like a lot of try and build as many walls as possible for the city, and yeah. hopefully we'll be good. I place. feel like we've made productive use of time. I hope. I look. We can't know whether other decisions we could have made would have been better, but I feel like we've not made any like totally reckless choices. So yeah, we're continuing to very much enjoy Frosthaven yeah. in our occasional let's have a three day weekend binging dungeon crawls. Uh, have you played anything else this week? Uh, yes, I've been playing a bunch of Rogue Heroes: Ruins of Tassos. Oh, I wondered what this was. You 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 were playing earlier. Yeah, it's a. It's trying to be like a mix of classic top-down Zelda with a little bit of uh, town building and upgrading and like random roguelike dungeon crawling. So you are wandering around in an overworld, you've been blessed by the goddesses, and basically it means that if you die, you get resurrected back at home. So you are the chosen champion and you've got to try and do the thing. The first person you meet's like, hey, I build stuff. If you bring me some crystals, I'll build a bunch of stuff. And six hours later, I have built enough housing for everyone who will ever want to come live here. And a workshop, and a gym, and a healthcare centre, and um, a, a tailor, a farm. I've upgraded my house so it doesn't look like it's got holes all through it anymore. Uh, he, I can upgrade tools, and wands, and all sorts of other things, and... My city is pretty bustling right now. I've completed the first of, of four dungeons. It was difficult, kind of grindy, but the, the ability to upgrade things like stamina or just your weapon has been really helpful with that. Uh, I 
have acquired a bunch of threads, which are what you need to go and start unlocking extra classes. Because mm. your classes are entirely like clothing based, apparently. Okay. So you pick people. Someone's like, "I got you this uh, metal thread. You can have it because you're the hero." And that'll unlock and give you like thread you need to make the knight class. So you take that to the tailor, and they're like, "Okay, four hundred gems, and I'll I'll unlock you. I'll I'll, I'll whip you up a knight class to, to go out as." Um, which seems like it's going to be fun. My only issue with that is obviously you spent a lot of time with the primary like basic default starting character and have done a bunch of upgrading. But if I start a new character, their weapons aren't going to be at all upgraded. Mm. So I don't know how willing I am to just start from scratch in that way again. We'll see. But for now, it's like, I'm just going to keep going with it and see what happens. I might unlock the ranger, because I do like the idea of a, a bit more of a ranged character, but um, there's been like this whole mechanic of um, a bit like renting equipment from uh, Link Between Worlds. Oh, yeah. But instead of being hey, if there is equipment you think you might need to get into a dungeon, go see this person, they'll rent you the thing. This is, if you find yourself in a dungeon, randomly breaking pots, or being in a first version of a particular puzzle room when you don't have the particular equipment you need to do the thing, there is a chance you will find a glass variant of the equipment you need. And the glass variant will break on your death, so you won't get it for the overall or anything. Yeah. But it is a thing you get to use and and be able to solve all that dungeon. So so that like you're not progression blocked. Yeah. Upon okay, that's a neat that's a neat idea. Yeah, it's 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 been alright. I've managed to sort of work around. Um, they they've talked about the fact that it's a uh, procedurally generated thing. Okay. Which I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, if you're going to be a roguelike, might as well do it like rogue. And actually be procedurally generated. That's a really cool idea. But they've also talked about having um, uh, like custom built rooms, like hand designed. They're they're great rooms. They're good. They do the job very well. Um, the only problem is the way they can be stitched together. Because rather than having like corridors that are also randomly generated, it's just here is a room. Here is another room. Here is another room. And these are the these have been hand hand generated. But they're all, all hand designed, but they are all connected in a random way, which seems fine until there is a possibility of walking out of one room where you have like four pressure plates on the floor and you need to push blocks over them in order to open the door or get a treasure chest or something to perfect that room. And then going into the next room and that being exactly the same room, but instead of pressure plates is torches that need to be lit. Mm. It's like, ah, oh no, I found a hole in your in your plan. And maybe that was just the fact that I was getting uh, having a bit of trouble with that particular dungeon, and I had seen it a lot. But there were a couple of times when it was like, that's way too basic. Mm. Um, but like, it's a three fifty on sale at the moment game, so I don't feel too bad about it. But there there are a few holes, but it but it, it's trying some things, and I'm I'm generally liking the gameplay. Game I don't know how long that is going to last because it's not that deep, unfortunately. But yeah, I, I'm enjoying it so far. I will probably play a bit more of it, but I can see myself dropping off this real hard at some point in the not-too-distant future. And what about you? Have you played anything else? Ah, uh, no, that's all I've played this week. Well then. <gasps> Time for this. Every day you refuse to play for Twitter. 
I shall dock you another ten tweet views. Ha! Now you'll have to pay. I said now you'll ha have to pay. Hello? Hello? Right on. You're a genius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am. You can buy hundreds of followers at sc4m.ly forward slash mlaw capital R. Goddamn bots. They did pay for blue, though. Hi, I was just wondering if I could uh, speak to you. You're the you're the one with the uh, big uh, YouTube audience. Is that right? Is that right? Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah. Hi. Sorry. Excellent. Well, well, have I got a deal for you? I know you'll love to hear about this. I'm sure you get uh, bothered all the time. But don't worry. We're not uh, we're not really a small fry type company. Um, we would like to ask if you'd be interested in doing an uh, an advertisement for our new game. Now, you might have heard of our company before, but don't worry about that. You don't have to look into it. Don't have to research, don't worry about it, don't even think about it, but we are a company, we've had many successful games, and so you'll know, we've got money, and we can give you some of the money, if you'd like to advertise our game. Okay, um, what's, what's the game? Well, uh, you know, um, like the, uh, I believe they call them gacha, uh, mechanics, oh, and like a random chance of, of getting a uh, thing, and you, you, you play, and uh -huh. there's a, a narrative world, and lots of anime characters, uh -huh. and of course, people do love the anime characters. Characters. Uh -huh. So uh, it's d designed to, like your yeah, energy runs down, and if you uh -huh. want to make the most of it, you have a chance of getting more energy. You and also, if you uh, pay enough gems, uh, which uh -huh. you buy with a real-world currency, you, you use the gems, and and the first few gems you can earn in game, and you can earn yeah. just a small income of gems as you go yeah. on. Yeah. But don't you worry because you can buy more, and we do whole bundles for uh, you yeah, know small so. amounts, and some of them are on, on specials. But uh, all of those things that you know people just really love from. From our previous game is coming right back in this, and we just wanted yeah. if you'd uh, like it, you know, we were thinking maybe <sighs> we'll give you. $200 in in-game credit, that's nearly enough for 752 random loot pulls, and, and, uh, and you'll, you'll, you'll get a, a, a chance to do that. So, that is... I don't know if you've done even half a second of research into me, that is absolutely everything I cannot stand in a game. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, we'll do this. Right. For every $300 that you donate to a recognised user-led addiction program, mm -hmm. I'll give you a spin on my wheel of promotion. Ooh. And uh if That's you very shiny. Yeah. And uh, um if if you hit if you hit uh, this big flashing section oh, here. Oh, that's flashy. Yeah, mm. then I'll enter you into mm. a random draw oh. for a golden ticket. Go golden you say. Which grants you the chance <laughs> what? that I might think about promoting your game. Oh, uh the golden ticket you say and then yes, yes, the, and, I see and, the and shining the more, there the, flash, the more, flashing bit. And the, oh, that's not it. The more golden tickets you have right yes the higher the chance that you'll earn a platinum a platinum 12 star oh. elite oh. legendary oh. shiny oh. thought which could win you the league and get me to follow through on that thought you can follow through on the thought thought and then we'll you, you'll you'll uh, you'll think about it and there'll be sh the shiny and we'll spin the thing do we get to watch the spinning go round? oh of course you get to watch the spinning, watch go, the spinning around. go around what do you say okay. um well okay I, I think I can talk to uh, our, our legal department we can liquidate everything uh, we're dumping all the company assets into uh, the gambler 
Awareness Program. Come on, shiny thought, shiny thought, shiny thought. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Better luck next time. Maybe sell your car. I hear the more expensive the car you sell, the more likely you can get higher odds. Okay, what, what do you think I could get for the entire garage? I've got like seven in there right now, and I could I could probably get another one to sell off, and I, I could give all that to... Uh, which, which which charities may give, give me the highest odds, and I can, I can put all that... Okay, I'm going to put all that into uh, an addiction campaign. Uh, they do stuff for, um, for substance abuse and, and for gambling. Maybe that's... that's probably got higher odds so I can go come on come on spin come on spin I can get the thought I can get the thoughts bugger so what have we uh, watched this week uh we watched uh, Pride in Brighton we did, we, we did. We went to Pride in Brighton? Yeah. We, oh, well, we... tra- Trans Pride. Trans Pride Brighton. we got to specify, because otherwise people mm-hmm. assume just Brighton Pride, which, A, hasn't happened yet, and also, near yeah, corporate. <laughs> mm, it's very corporate. But yeah, tell us about Trans Pride. We were worried we were going to get rained off again. Yep, the we... night before was predicting terrible, terrible, terrible thunderstorms. Yep, we, they were like... 10 o'clock, about the time we're going to be setting out, it's going to be thunderstorms and we... rain, and it's going to be swamped. And to be fair, it was... Pretty rainy outside. Yeah, we got to, We got to change the route. Not go to the garden we were going to go to. We got to try and find places to move, try and move everything indoors. They, like, I think they made the right decision. Yeah. To go, we're moving inside. We're going to do a shorter march. I'm, we'll do the best. I am very impressed at how well they managed to pivot everything the night before. And thank you very much to all the yeah. venues that opened up and, and let us have all the space. That said, it was an absolutely beautiful sunny day. <laughs> it was. I couldn't have asked for better weather, honestly. Yeah. Yep. It was pretty fucking perfect. I nearly got sunburn in a couple of places. Yep. Uh, a little bit of a breeze just to take the edge off. It was a, it was a lovely day yeah. for a march. It was a lovely day. And and over Trans Plus Pride in, in London the week before... <laughs> We had a real good shout. We had yes. a real good protest energy. It was possible to get more than just trans rights or human rights going, which was yeah, nice. That was nice. Although we, we did meet someone who had also been in London the week before who was like, I think it just depended which bit of the march you were in. We can only talk about the bit we were in and the experience we had. Any, yes. Anyone else's is conjecture. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we 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 got some very, very good chants going. Yes. Um, had, I've had, written some down for yeah, the next yeah, time. some new ones we hadn't heard yeah. before. Um, the changed route meant that we did a little bit of a walk down the down the seafront, as yeah. is the, the usual for Trans Pride Brighton, yep. but we then sort of turned back up into the high street, and it was nice to see bits of the high street that don't normally have the march go past yes. have, like, bank workers having an excited little wave in the window and yes. shop staff in the window cheering along. And, and people standing at the side of the roads, like, joining in with chants and, yeah. and stuff. It was honestly quite nice having a larger portion of the march be, like, right smack in the middle of the city. Yes. There was something good about the energy that that brought. Yes. And, and com- again, compare that to London the week before, yeah. or, or two weeks before, was it? And we had... Um, like business owners standing outside their very expensive London and businesses with like grumpy faces, like "Don't you lot come anywhere near yeah. my business?" Arms folded, giving a good scowl, being like, mm, "You stay away from us and our London shops." Like we we had like people in their like flats, like or their apartments above the top, oh. like joining in banging pots and pans. <laughs> 
we had like random like um people employees jo- of various businesses yeah. putting signs up that they'd clearly hand drawn in a hurry. Yeah. I I I I I will note I did enjoy the um woman on her handu who was having a bit of a grump at being <laughs> shown up. Like, it's meant to be it is brain. Why is that other people more important than me? There was there was a couple of gr- sourpusses that I was like, oh, I'm I'm enjoying your uh <laughs> you're being a bit grumpy. Yes, the 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 um the <laughs> couple where someone was just like joining us in uh, joining in with us in the uh all the Tories are fascists chant while the seeming, seemingly partner who was very definitely with them, grumpy face. Yeah, you two need to talk about your political <laughs> beliefs because one of you was chanting that all the Tories are fascists and one of you is grumpy at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was a really good day. It was great. It was it was the, the correct kind of having a good angry shout energy that I was hoping... Last week or the other week would be yes, and um, also I like that. Despite being in a city centre, there is enough green spaces from where we were that we were able to basically split up. Some people obviously went in to go and see the speakers or performers that were the going on, and uh, the dome had the first twelve acts of the day who'd originally planned to be on yeah. the stage at uh, Brunswick Gardens. We had um, a, a few other, like, I think the stalls had been put in the uh, Ledworth Centre. Yeah. We had everyone, like, all the, like a lot of the people had gone and just split up around the various parks, because yeah. there are a lot like, of green spaces there. There was a lot of people there. taking up uh, Pavilion Gardens, I think it was, yeah. had become sort of a nice little I think a whole bunch zone. of people went down to the beach as well, so... Yeah, it... it, they, it as as lovely as Brunswick Gardens is as an area for everything to congregate, it was nice having it all just sort of be in the city. Yes. Um. Yeah, it was a really lovely time. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. Well done to everyone. I hope it was uh, a success for uh, getting donations yeah. to keep running it because this was the ten year anniversary. It's weird to think they came from that tiny little event that I wandered past accidentally. Yeah. Uh, to to what it is now with was it thirty thousand plus people? I don't know if you've seen yeah. final numbers. Yeah, on last that. I saw was uh, thirty thousand plus was the last estimate yeah. I saw. It felt like good energy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad they're doing well. And what about you? Have you looked at anything else? Well, we've looked at some other things that, for the time being, we're not going to be talking about on this show. That is true. Um, so we, are, uh, you know are known to watch TV shows and films and things. And, we are uh, people who, who consume media. Have an audience. Yeah, and we talk about um, media we've consumed, and some of that is media that is produced by companies who are currently being striked against by both the Writers Guild of America and SAG-AFTRA. Yeah. Um, and there is currently some confusing messaging going around about what the uh, the Screen Actors Guild in particular is asking for in terms of a boycott. There is some differences between a lack of clarity as to who is considered a reviewer versus an influencer in terms of talking about uh, products being made. But we're going to err on the side of if it's being produced by one of the companies that are being striked against right now, we're not going to talk about it here on this show. Yes, and also, what I've been hearing is um, don't be promoting... Shows, movies, etc. Whether you are reviewing or if you are someone who usually reviews um, from a point of view of like, don't be um, like 
talking about. I saw the thing. It was great. Yeah. But also not boycotting going to the cinema, not yes. boycotting watching um, the things. Yes, that is important to note. They haven't called for a boycott on watching these pieces of media. In in particular, they specifically do want people to keep seeing the things they have produced. Because A, if you don't go see those things, they're not going to get even the currently meagre residuals for those projects that they did work on. Um, but, you know, also... Not watching, uh, like, watch specifically with, like, a lot of their uh, their uh, SAG-AFTRA's um, points currently they're making in the strike about AI projects. Mm-hmm. If you don't watch the projects currently being released with real people, and they start producing projects with AI, and they do about the same, that's just going to send them the message that, you know, they're right to not need actors. Especially like, in a few months' time, where if this strike is still dragging on... And people are hitting that, oh, it's it's over right yeah. now, it's all happened now, right? Everyone's gone back, because they're still producing yeah. stuff. If that yes. mindset at that point when they are using AI yeah. potentially for stuff, uh, yeah, they're going to see that as, as AI doing better than real people. Uh, a lot of what I've seen has been actors saying, the studios want to, and we know this is a thing, the studios have said, their plan is we're going to uh, ignore the strike to the point that writers... Uh, literally lose their homes and become homeless because then they'll come crawling back and going and still seeing the things and still engaging with the with the piece of media means that some residuals will still come in which will you know in some small part help keep the, them able to strike for longer mm. it will delay the point at which that end case happens um but yeah, as we said there is currently some lack of clarity as to as far as I understand it sag after uh, does not view it as a a, a, a as uh, crossing the picket line for reviewers whose job is to review things to continue reviewing things, but there has been a lot of mixed messaging in communication around uh, whether people who say like we do have a podcast in which we talk about our opinions on pieces of media, whether that is a reviewer doing a review as is their job in that sense oh. in in. Because we do not know for certain what the stance is, we're going to go on the side of make sure we are definitely on the side of supporting the strike. Yes. And therefore, hey, we're not we're not going to talk about our opinions about X TV show or Y movie yes. being made by studios who are trying to squeeze all of the creative people out of those jobs. Mm-hmm. So, um. There is still plenty of watched watching media that we can talk about, but yes. we are going to avoid, you know, talking about... Probably anything on a streaming service or in a cinema. Indeed. I mean, there's maybe one streaming service that I'm going to talk about today that we can still talk We're about. We're going to talk about some Dropout.tv, because Dropout. they pay above, above the, the union wage and have even said, like, hey, if you want us to yeah. join you in not producing any more content we're willing to do that yeah we recognize we're not one of the studios you're striking but if you want us to stop making content during the strike like let us know they've been very good about like being on the right side of things and also like paying people properly for their work it really helps when it comes from people who are the ones making the things that are also the ones paying for indeed (laughs) so yeah look forward to us talking about dropout.tv programming because that is a streaming service that isn't currently being striked by both the writing and acting sides of the industry Uh, probably a whole bunch of youtube (laughs) yeah whole bunch whole bunch of youtube we'll 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 find stuff to talk about in the watch segment yeah we will yeah um so on that note uh, we've been watching some more dropout.tv uh content yeah uh, that that good streaming service yeah um 
we, I think since last week, have watched, uh, what was it called? Um, Trade School Musical 2. Yes. Which was the latest episode of Play It By Ear, the yes. improv musical show where uh, every episode they make up a musical on the spot. From scratch. Uh, with prompts they have to incorporate into the songs and musical genres they don't know about in advance. Oh, yes. Um, Trade School Musical 2 was fantastic. Mm. Um a uh, spur-of-the-moment decision was made right at the start that this was going to be a sequel to a, a, a sequel to a musical that none of the cast had made or seen, yep. uh, which largely involved, and that one thing we don't talk about, oh, <laughs> and on we move. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a very fun episode. Yeah. I continue to really enjoy Play It By Ear. Oh, yes. It's, it is impressive how well that cast... Um, that rotating cast takes silly little one-off goofs and remembers to sort of incorporate them back into the narrative later. I don't have the brain it's, for that shit, but a, I do appreciate it. Yeah. I, I will know. I think this... I need to go back and, like, rewatch season one to check whether I'm imagining this, but I feel like season two of Play It By Ear has been pretty consistent in its... Um, it's had a stable cast that it's rotated people around in a way that season one didn't so much. In that there's... I think there was more, more variability. Yeah, because... I don't know if that was to do with availability, or... I'm, I'm curious, because what what I'll say is, the original Play It By Ear episode was an episode of Game Changer, their yes. game show about, like, every episode's a different game show conceit. But it did involve two of the people who are large, almost permanently uh, yes. attached to Play It By Ear, and yes. who are... Already well known for doing improv musicals. Yes, so it's that that episode I believe was entirely done by three people whose whole thing is making improv musicals uh-huh. in LA. And season two has, I think, in I think every episode so far had at least two of those three, and I think yes. it keeps routinely being the same two. Yes, and I'm wondering whether, and this is me speculating, whether. Because they are very practiced at this, they are being kept in rotation to give a degree of stability to the rotating cast. To be like, hey, we know they can hold down a baseline for other people to to play around on top of and have a little less pressure if this isn't usually their improv space. I think the first series had at least one of them in every episode. I can't remember if it was both. Yeah. But I think both of them were in a lot of the episodes from the first season. Yeah. But they're very good at it, and I think you need, with something like that, to have a little bit of a base of experience. Yes. And I th- I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing by any oh, yeah. means. I really enjoyed season one. Yes. Season one was definitely a bit more inconsistent in its quality in places. It, it had mm, sort of ups and downs a bit more. Whereas season two has felt more stable, and I think that has helped having... And I don't think they've dominated any of the musicals, yeah, but they've yeah. just been there as a, we'll get the ball rolling if someone who's not usually doing improv musicals needs a second to warm up into into the conceit. And And I think sometimes that is all you need, enough of a a base around you well, just to safe... be able to join in it. Yeah, or like a safety net to go, cool, if I if I stumble, there's someone that can pick up the ball. Yes. And I think that all of the rotating and guests they've had have been fantastic, but I think it, this episode was the one where it sort of clicked that, like, uh, it, it feels like this might be a deliberate choice, and that's not a complaint. It's, mm-hmm. it's just an observation. Yeah. Um, 
It's good. It's silly. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yep. Um, we've also had some more... Um, uh, make some noise. Make some noise. Which is that uh, game show with a bunch of prompts that usually are p- play a silly character based on a prompt, or come up with a name for it. Uh, the episode we were watching tonight had uh, facial hairstyles that don't exist, and what, yes. would, what would you name the facial hairstyle? Yes. Sometimes it's... Uh, and make the noise that this fictional thing that doesn't exist would make. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a silly, goofy little voice and per- character performance. Yeah, it's game. good improv stuff in a in yeah. in, in a, a neat little package that is very silly. Yeah, and I enjoy it. And I'm glad that of of all the shows that have spun out of other dropout dropout shows, I'm glad that's that's one that's um kept going because I enjoy it. Yeah. More um, of that. Yeah, more of that. Uh, those are currently the two that are like rotating on and off on varying weeks. Yes. Um, but beyond that, we've got um actually that we we always enjoy, which yeah. is uh here is here is a fact with something pedantic and slightly wrong about it. Can you notice the tiny little inaccuracy we snuck in? Nerdy game show uh, we, uh, of the concepts of nerds loving be love being correct and correcting people. And if but you like, buzz in, an you've got a spirited way. No, but you've you've got a you know you've got a prefix every uh, answer you give with I'm actually. Yep. Otherwise, Otherwise you won't get the points. Yep. Which can lead to some ridiculousness if people forget ah, to do that. Someone finally gets the answer and doesn't say I'm actually and someone snipes it. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, but in yeah, in a in a fun, light hearted way. Yeah. But yes, and, and it being like sort of pop culture, nerdy anime, T V show, sci fi stuff that we can actually expect to get some of the answers. Yeah. Because no one's asking us sports questions. Hooray. <laughs> or no, at least not real sports, just sports anime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's a fun show, and I also love the sets for that show. Oh, it's the... evolved a bit o- over the, the years, yes. but like we've got things like the... Uh, the infinity, the Thanos Infinity Crocs. <laughs> um, uh, the, there was a square Pokeball, I think, in a previous season. Uh, yeah, square Pokeball. The uh, two left shoes of um, the Back to the Future Two um, oh. Silver Knight trainers. Yeah, it's it's a it's a cavalcade of why does that annoy me? What's wrong with that? Oh, that oh no. The uh, two-eyed fish from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Blinky the true two-eyed fish. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's it's always... Okay, occasionally there would just be something in the background and be like, Why is, is that Andural the lightsaber that was broken? What? Uh, no, why? Why would you do this? <laughs> yes. It, 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 there's a lot of fun stuff on Dropout. It's, yeah. it's worth checking out if you yeah. are looking for content that is uh, isn't not made by netflix or yeah, disney or... isn't made by any of the companies currently being striked against mm. that are doing terrible evil terrible things mm. uh what about you you watched anything else this week um it's not been a huge watched up um thing really we yeah. mostly played boarded games we did play a lot of boarded best part games of four days. yeah um yeah well, that's, i think that's pretty much it really well then uh, time for this Hey, Laura. <gasps> yes? We've got a new sponsor. <gasps> Who's our new sponsor? New sponsor. Ooh. Well, do you like being able to block things that you don't want to see? Ah, uh, that I do. That I do. Do you like the fact that you can basically just create a filter for the internet in general? Yeah. And it's just right in there. It's right in there. Yeah, I just, I just won't, I won't accidentally see the stuff I'm not trying to see. Yeah, you can, you can customise your web browsing experience. Yeah. 
Well, right now, as you may be aware, there is like a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of um uh, strikes going yeah, on. There's a bunch of strike action going on. Yeah. More power to the striking workers. More power to the striking workers. Very encouraging that. Yeah. What if you would just like to block any content that is currently being picketed against? Oh, I would like that a lot. Well, you can. You can do that. It's scab block. <gasps> it's like ad block. But you you don't get any of the struck content. Oh, it just it, it just takes all the guesswork out. It just won't yeah. show up. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have yeah. to know. You just be like, "Hey, here's the thing." Yeah, and also it will link you to how you can help the the strikers. Oh, that's good. Right. Oh, see, I tried to click on that streaming service there, and it looks like they have just zero catalog right now, other yeah. than a notice about striking workers and the fact that residual payments have basically ceased to exist in a streaming world. Yeah. And also, oh. look, if you click down there at the bottom, it will show you exactly how much the people and, and the executive board of oh. that company are making. Oh, wow. That is a lot more than that one actor who was in 90 episodes out of 150 of that hit show on that streaming service yeah. and made $30 in residuals. Yeah. Fucking hell. Compared to the, you know, eight oh, that's, four that's, billion that that person's that's, made. That is tens of, bil- tens of millions right there. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we know who the problem is here. Yeah, I I don't think it's the striking workers. I I think it's that it's one. With the, that one with the with the with the millions yes. in it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh huh. Now see here, if you click again, there is a link to alternative things that aren't content blocked at the moment. Ooh. Things that are available. Things where people are paying. And you know what? I feel better about giving money to the content. Which is already paying its workers properly. Right, that's 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 a good move to make if you can. Mm-hmm. Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi. So I've been busy. That sounds like work. I hope we. Oh, you've oh. been paid for that. You paid yourself. Well, I mean, like, of course, I, of course, I paid myself an extra I mean, bonus look, for I, that. Right. It, this is the good kind of being busy. I've right, been, right. I've been busy. I've Flogging. been. Uh, uh, no, well, no, not this, mo- not oh, this time. Right. I went to that uh, game development conference happening in the uh, in the UK. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. And yeah. oh my goodness, I've got some notes. All right. I've been taking notes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, we need to step up our game. Oh. There are whole new types of evil we have not been working on. Okay, yeah, what 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 are those uh what what are the Brits been up to? Okay, okay, so here's how you here's how you start. You right. uh you start by data harvesting all the employees, you know, getting every single drop of data we can out of their uh yeah. their computers cuz yeah. we can do that cuz yeah. we have access to all their stuff. We've been doing that, I'm pretty sure. Exactly. Yeah, We've yeah. been doing that. So what we got to do is we're going to just throw all of that data just straight at AI. Right. And we're just going to go, AI, which of these people aren't working hard enough? Right. And whatever the computer spits back out, we go, well, an algorithm decided you're not working hard enough. Do more work. Right. It is, you know, and they try and complain. They try and say, oh, we're, you're working me too hard. You're, you know, not being fair to me. It's like, well, don't blame me. Blame the computer. We put all the data in, the computer said it. Yeah, the computer said you are lazy and you're taking too many breaks and uh, the five minutes that you were uh, away from your office in the last month is uh, too much and we need to fire you. Yeah, because like, look, here's here's the thing, you know, I've been thinking about like how we do the prompt to make it, you know, give us the result we want. Right. And 
where I sort of went from there was, what if we don't say, tell us if someone, you know, one of these employees has done a bad job. Right. Or who's done the worst job. We, right. You know, we put all the, co- the employees' data in and we say, ten of these people have done a bad job and are, you know, lazy and not doing enough. Right. Which ten is it? Because then we've, it's going to find us ten names. Right. And if the computer told us ten names, we are not, you know, we have not been discriminatory if we, uh, you know, force them to do more work and have fewer breaks because a computer said they were doing not enough. Yeah, I mean, from what I have experienced of AI so far and what I've been reading about it, I mean, other than we definitely need to be afraid. Yeah. Uh, but apart from that, what I've been hearing is that, you know, we if we just ask it even like simple questions after we've done that we can start getting the answers we want anyway we can be like hey chatbot do you think that there might be more people who are doing a bad job yeah okay you know uh of the names we gave you earlier you know can you name those people and we can just get to fire a bunch of extra people yeah we you know we get the data back and we go um i think you're incorrect there's actually more names and it'll go oh i'm sorry i failed to find them all it'll throw more names out because you know it's ai wants to please us and it's gonna please us by throwing names we can use to justify worse treatment of our employees i mean i've been hearing that even if you if you try and deny that that then say uh, you know, actually, no, you've definitely got everyone. It'll be like, no, no, I haven't. There are more. There are more. From no, what I hear, no I matter, think that's possible. Yeah, no matter, which means we are perfectly justified whichever exactly. way we go with it. None of it, none of it is our fault. We just have justification to work them more to the bone. The Brits are fucking geniuses. I know. So, Laura. Yeah? What have you listened to? Um, I popped a couple of new bits of music in my ears. Uh, I listened to a couple of new songs. Um, I listened to a track called Bowling Alley Carpet by a band called Gum Disease. Excellent. Uh, they're a sort of femme vocal grunge band. Uh, the track is... It's a song about, like, depression and loneliness that uses the colourful aesthetic of a neon bowling alley as sort of deliberate contrast to uh, imagery of a lonely, like, the loneliness of no one showing up to a birthday party, but sort of more generally about, like, you know, no one showing up when you kind of need them to. It is a grunge track that plays with, like, deliberate clashing contrast of visual imagery and tone in a way that is, like, you pull it off very well. Um, And the other track I listened to, and I'd heard, like, I'm going to say, like, a third of this track before... Uh, on TikTok, it's called Me Want Bite by Keys, K-E-Y-E-S. Me Want Bites. Me, Me Want... What's uh, the rest of it? Plant Corn Dog Delight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you might know this is the, the TikTok song about the man wanting to eat the water sausage. Um, because, because, uh, in his words, water Twinkie nice. Me think water Twinkie nice. What is water Twinkie? Um, it's, it's a, a water sausage, I think they're called. It's the thing that grows on a reed and it looks... It's, oh, it's a big the, yeah, clump, like cattails. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a big clump of seeds that sort of looks like a sausage that grows on a reed coming out of the water. Yes. And, now, first of all... Because they explode, don't they? Yeah. And it's all so just seeds. I will quibble that you, uh, the whole I can't eat them thing, because if you cook them, if you boil them in water, they don't do the explodey thing. And apparently oh. you can cook them and have them be nice to eat. But, yes, there was a whole trend of people biting into them 
on the plant and they just sort of explode and suddenly seeds are coming out your mouth and your nose and every orifice on your (laughs) face. Um, But me want bite. Me want plant hot dog delight. Um, I did not know it was part of a larger song. Okay. That is a song that, like, I can best describe as being about having impulsive, like, intrusive impulsive thoughts that you're not going to act on. They're just your brain going... Yeah, but I want I want the thing that I, I shouldn't want. Like I wanna I wanna bite sea foam, and I know it's j- just foam, and it's not anything. But it looks like I want bite it. I w- lava. I want to drink forbidden honey. I want to drink the spicy forbidden honey. Yep. I I want to drink I want to drink the sp- the spicy soup. The stuff from the coffin that they found. Yeah, it is just a song about look. I recognise that it's not going to be good and I'm going to have a bad time and I physically can't do it. But my brain says... me want bite. (laughs) (laughs) Me want bite. And I can empathise deeply with the little voice that's just like, yeah, I I would drink the sarcophagus juice. Me want slurp. Do it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I get it. It's it's a fun, like, ah, oh, it's silly little song. Okay, and I'll I, have to look that up. I genuinely kind of found some joy in just by the end. I was like, I want to be singing along. Me want fight. Who's it by? Uh, Keys, K E Y E S. Um, so yeah, what what about you? What have you been listening to? Uh, we listened to because we needed some music while doing um doing doing gameplay of of. Uh, Frosthaven Styles. Uh, we listened to uh, Elder Scrolls Skyrim, Winter Storms, Music and Ambience, 12 Peaceful Scenes, oh, which yes. is a two-hour mix on YouTube that is perfect for playing uh, Frosthaven with. It's not really repetitive. It's got good sounds for do fight and wander in the snow. And uh, yeah, it, it filled a lot of a lot of the silence uh, very well. Um, but the other thing really want to talk about that I discovered. Thank you very TikTok. Um, thank you very TikTok. Thank you very TikTok. Ever so slightly late would have been great for this weekend. This is tabletopaudio.com. Ooh, which I have never I'm, heard of before. I'm looking over your shoulder and I see exactly what this is going to be. So they have a whole set of just like. Here is just a, a soundscape ambience thing that will just play music for you. But mm. they now have something else. They now have um, the... What's it? The dungeon soundpad. Ooh. Um, the soundpad basically is, uses, like, generative audio mm. of, uh, like, things like... Um, do you remember my noise I used to talk yeah, about yeah, a lot? Yeah, that, that lets you filter in and out different ambient sound types. Yeah, what if... You wanted, for example, one for uh, ancient Greece or Atlantis yeah. or or um like just dungeon crawling yeah. sounds or even like a town, like a tavern. Yeah. You can go like, I want sounds of wind. I want sounds of laughter. I want the sound of a horse outside. I want the sound of like drinks clattering. I want the sound of someone playing music in the background. And you can yeah. put all of these things on at different volumes and they will come in and out variously and you can add like more drama to things if you want like more dramatic stuff and it's just a great little tool for things like D&D and Gloomhaven and Frosthaven and oh I wish I discovered that and it works really well on a mobile phone I imagine the desktop version works just as well 
Um, yeah, giving it a try. You can, like, save settings of, like, here is the... I've made a thing. It was perfect. You can save your settings for that. Save your just, preset. Yeah. yeah. That is my preset that I planned for next D&D session or whatever. Yeah. I think that's very cool. Um, I believe they're entirely donation-based. No advertising. So, uh, yeah, if that is a thing that might be good for you, maybe that would be a thing that you could try. Yeah. But it is all available, and that's a really cool thing. Nice. Uh, what about you? Is there anything else? I haven't listened to anything else, but I do want to share my favourite line from Me Want By It, mm-hmm. um, because I just think it's some beautiful wordsmanship. Excellent. Me would like to partake of yon spicy smoothie lake. What is the spicy smoothie like? It's the lava. It's the lava. <laughs> num, num. I would like to partake of, the, of, of yon spicy smoothie lake. That's, that's a good line. <laughs> that's a good turn of phrase. I like that. I like a good spicy smoothie lake. <laughs> <laughs> nom nom nom. <sighs> so yeah, have you listened to anything else? Uh, I think that's about it, really. <gasps> well then, time for this. And finally tonight, Evil Mastermind the Butcher has made all tofu sapient and released thousands of giant talking quadrupedal blocks of tofu loose in the cities across the globe. His announcement to the world, checkmate vegans. More on this story as this news breaks. I mean, initially, I was a bit worried, like, if the tofu is all, you know, very feelsy and, you know, has an ability to be like, don't eat me, then we have one less thing to eat. I'm already struggling a bit. But then I went to the fridge where I had been, you know, pressing some tofu for dinner tonight, you know, just yeah, yeah. in that nice tofu press, when I un- undid the little wingnuts on the tofu press, started groaning and asking me to tie it back up tighter. Or, you know, just, it, it, there was a lot of, like, eat me mummy type stuff, and so uh, I, mm. I, think, I think we might be all right, because apparently the tofu is just horny for getting eaten. Oh, God. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look, that one's spraying itself with vegan whipped cream. Inside the boardroom of Wozni Disc Max Flex. Hi. Hi. So, uh, I've been getting creative. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, I've been, uh, thinking about ways we can screw over actors. Excellent, excellent. I yeah. love nothing more than screwing over an actor, darling. Well, I mean, if it means we get more money in our pockets, all oh, the yes. better. Yes, so, yes. Um, you know, we, 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 uh, we ruffled some feathers the other week when we Good. suggested, uh, you know, getting uh, background actors in once for one day and yes, scanning yes, their yes. likeness and then using them forever and never paying them. Well, that seems perfectly reasonable. But, yes. I mean, I, I, uh, first of all, I think that was not going far enough. I think Get them in for an hour's slot and pay them, you know, pro rata. Only pay them for an hour if a day, right? Of course. What What about this? I've uh, I've been talking to a a friend of mine who runs a a, a camera company, and you know, obviously, we do have a lot of cameras in the business. And um, you know, uh, people technically um, are anyone who owns a a ring doorbell has uh, basically signed away their rights. So what I think we could probably do is. We could get anyone captured on a ring doorbell and then have them projected in into the back of our movies and we Ooh, use them in, in perpetuity. But then we don't have to pay anyone ever. In fact, well, people have paid a friend of mine in order to uh, get that information. Well, well, here's what I'm, here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking we, uh, 
we we take existing movie footage, right, yes. and we just uh, we strip the audio track out, right, and we sort of rejumble the order a little bit, and right. Then we just redub it with one of those AI uh, voice sound-alike programs, right, right, to make it seem like we've made a new movie in the um the the uh. Uh, termite fellow series right uh, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we just sort of reshuffle all the action shots and then use a computer to make it sound like uh, he said new words about being the ant fellow right and we put that out and there right. we go new film oh yes um, maybe we could name each of those films made in such a way after some kind of um chinese meal i i heard it work once in the early 2000s don't worry too much about it but a similar sort of idea of just Remixing old films, um, but obviously we we thought of it and it's new. It's definitely yeah, not remixing. Um, we'll call it something else. We'll we'll we'll. I've got a friend in Silicon Valley. We'll work something out. We'll call it something something yeah, different. Yes, but yes. Um, we're very very clever for coming up with that. I think. Oh yes yes yes. Any other any other last ideas you've got? Could we make like a, a cross between one of those Survivor type shows? Um, or, like, America's Got Talent, but also with, um, like, a, a degree of, uh, what's that, uh, thing with the school children and the, the bombs, and they're all fighting each other? Oh, ba- ba- um, Roy- Royal Battle. Royal Battle, Royal yes. Royal Battle. Like that, but it's, um, who wants to be in the next superhero movie? Um. I mean, a lot of people who haven't heard of the strike, probably. Exactly, and and we'll get we'll get content creators in because they're they're cheap and easy, and uh, you know they're all just hungry for fame. Oh. So they they'll think that uh, the uh, twenty dollars and um, uh, free donuts on set it will be uh, sufficient recompense oh. for for the work and you know oh they won't be able to join the union oh they'll be written off they'll never be able to join the union in this town but it won't matter will they because uh we won't uh, we'll have scanned them in at that point oh they're wonderful. ours forever wonderful right I, I think we've made great progress today yes, yes. i'm good i'm i'm off outside to go uh pay someone to cut down all of the trees outside so that all the striking workers don't have any shade while they're trying to do their oh, silly little march. Way ahead of you. I've actually set all the trees on fire so it's even hotter out there. Oh, beautiful. Yes, beautiful. Yes, yes. And I'm paying someone in about an hour to go go down and just pour some uh, some polystyrene over that so oh. the fumes are just horrible and oh, they'll all just disperse. Beautiful, beautiful. Yes, yes. Well, you oh, know, I've, I've watched some war movies. I know how to, to fight these <laughs> in my time. <laughs> Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors? Yeah. Alright, Larry. Alright, Larry. How are you doing? Yeah, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, been a, been a very social uh, week, but, oh, uh, you know, same, same. Nice, nice, nice to see people and, you know, have a, a little bit of a downtime, but, you know, nonetheless, uh, been nice to just sort of get back and, you know, just have, you know, like, chat with the two of us and stuff, you know. Oh, yeah, I'll get you, I'll get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you been up too much? Oh, uh, you know, I've been uh, keeping an eye on the state of the world, as you do. Oh, as you yeah, do. it's uh, frankly terrifying. I, I looked at Twitter for about half an hour earlier and... Uh, Regretted it? Um, I, I, I feel marginally better educated. I, I did have a, a good idea about a lot of the things, but also, like, without... Now that most of the people have left that I used to follow, 
It is just the the worst possible of everything all the time. Oh god, it really Constantly. is. Constantly. Yeah, yeah. Fun fun fact, I'm I was in a group DM earlier today that stopped functioning because one person in the group DM didn't follow one other person and despite everyone having agreed to join the group DM, it's like up oh, you can't message them, they're not they're not following you. It's like, yeah, we're in a group the whole right. thing just broke. Yeah. Whole yeah, thing yeah, just broke. Yeah. Like absolutely, that's how it's falling wow. apart. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, no. The thing I saw today was uh, so Italy has been doing some homophobic shit. Yeah, didn't they just elect a fascist government or something? Yeah, I'm, I'm not yeah. sure if people were being hyperbolic, but that I is mean, what I heard I today. Mean, if it's hyperbolic, it's not that hyperbolic. Right, uh, yeah. One of the first things that they are attempting to do uh, and have started the process of doing is. Uh, where gay or lesbian couples, you know, have uh, had both uh, both partners listed on the uh, birth certificate for a child, despite yeah. one of them not being the biological parent, you right. know, yeah. uh, have started having uh, parental status retroactively removed off of their children's birth certificates. And uh, what possible good can that do? I mean, apart uh, from being just fucking evil, but well, I mean the the argument that they've tried to make and that uh, has. We'll, and we'll get to this in a second. Has, right, right. has uh, caught some some sort of steam rolling in the uh, anti-trans community. Yeah, uh, is uh, well, a birth certificate's meant to be a record of uh, biological uh, lineage of birth, and and you shouldn't is be it? on there. And it's uh, no, that's not that's not what it is. You know, plenty of times a straight couple will have a kid together, and you know, maybe more than one person was fucking someone, and they didn't know for sure who was the parent, and put down the one who was going to be you know raising the kid. No one worries about that. But as soon as you know, a gay person might not technically be you know biologically. Related, suddenly they're worried. Also, you know, aren't surrogates a thing? And don't with surrogate births, don't right? Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. Immediately adopted parents get e- usually put on those. Exactly. There's a lot of circumstances in which you know, you know, birth certificates are are sort of malleable in in that process. Right. Yeah. This is not yeah. because there is any actual justification to do it. It's 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 homophobia, plain and simple. Nature. Yeah, yeah. Right. And what has been sort of the sort of interesting thing to sort of watch Noble from there right. is a lot of the uh, the known anti-trans voices in the UK have been pointing to that and going, yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good idea. We should be recognising biological reality. Take le- lesbians and gay gay people off of their children's birth certificates. Now let me take a wild stab in the uh, the. Um Twilight at the very best, um, and and ask the question: Are these also the same people who, while fighting against uh, like trans people, have been, you know, saying that it's uh, homophobic and it's conversion therapy and things like oh, that, 100%. And, and saying that they're all for gays and lesbians and bisexuals, oh, but not not for the trans. One hundred percent. This is many yeah. of the prominent voices that have loudly said. I'm not pro- anti-trans. I'm pro-gay. I'm protecting yeah, yeah. gay people. I'm protecting lesbians mm. from 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 men pretending to be women. Yeah. And then you know, actively going, yeah, maybe we should take away you know gay people's rights. Maybe that'd be good because you know this is not a surprise to any of us that have followed no, those no, communities. No. You know, trans people have always been a wedge issue. Uh, you know. We we very quickly saw that lead to bisexual people being wedged out of that acronym, and now we yeah. are seeing more and more examples of gay and lesbian rights also being removed. Because yeah, and, we, and we have seen yeah. that 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 uh, like steamrolling, to be honest, like because the the trans wedge issue seemed to be going for about you know seven to 
you know, seven or so years that's been really ramping up and yeah. up and up. And then in, I would say, in maybe like the last two, the, bi- the anti-bisexual stuff's been uh, getting like a lot heavier. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, the, 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 the half-life between... Between yes. hating more groups is is it's getting diminishing. A lot narrower. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It did not take seven years for them to move on to the gay and lesbians. No. at that point because no. you know it, it. They only needed to know that the the the, the tricks were working. Yeah, the door was pushed to, open. And now yeah. they're just you know just kicking it. And again, this is why you know, like you know, if if you cannot care about trans rights for any other reason, care about them because of the importance of solidarity within the wider queer community because. We are, we are, we are not stronger apart. No. Like the second you start going, I'll, I'll, I'll feed this portion of the community to the wolves to save my skin. Yeah. All that you're doing is opening the door for them to get to you. Yeah, and also, you know, the the types of people that we've been talking about, and we've been called hyperbolic for saying that they're like, um, that they're fascists or whatever. I mean, um, uh, you know, obviously, I never believed any of that. I have agreed that they are, in fact, fascists. And we know where fascism leads. You know, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll start with one or two groups, be it migrants or, yeah. or, or queer people of, 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 of any type. Then they'll narrow and narrow and narrow and narrow. And before you know it, it will be, you're not white enough. Uh, yeah. you're not able-bodied enough. You're, well, I mean, uh, look, I, we're already starting to see some edge cases of the anti-trans community going, wait a second. Those uh, far right, far right white national extremists that we aligned ourselves with—they're taking away women's rights too. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's real. The leopards eating faces party yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. supposed to eat my face. Shit, yeah. and like you know, the the cis gays and lesbians who were like, no, 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 our rights are safe. Don't don't you know associate ourselves with you because we're yeah. you know. You'll you'll damage us. Yeah, and uh, and also you know, you know the trans people who were like, well, we we only the people with a with a medical diagnosis. I'll be we, one we, of the good ones. I'll, I'll be one of the good safe. ones. Yeah. No, no. The second you start drawing lines and going, I'll I'll let these uh, you know less uh, less protected parts of my community yeah. uh, let them lose their rights, and I'll I'll be on the safe side of the line. That line will move, and you'll start losing yeah. yours. Yeah. Ugh. It might be sooner, it might be later, but eventually, if you're not, you know, the uh, typical blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white sorts, they uh, they will eventually uh, come for you and, you know, eat each other in in the process. And yeah. uh, I, uh, I, I really hope that people, if they are not already awake to this, are, are going to start waking up pretty fucking sharpish and, you know, do what I, we, you know, we've been begging people would do for years which is just stamp it the fuck out as hard as and immediate as possible yeah. because this has grown uh in, in, a, in a insidious manner the, the more you allow a fire to spread the harder it is to put out indeed yeah how's it mate oh yeah yeah Ah, good night, mate. Good night. Right. Right. I think I'm going to go and uh, pop the kit on. Oh, sounds like a plane. Nice, nice. 
So, Laura. Yes? You do stuff on the internet. Where can people find the things on the internet? You're right, I do do stuff on the internet. You can find the stuff I do on the internet at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Uh, Twitter, uh, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, Patreon, that's the one that pays the bills. Um, uh, Threads, Mastodon, wherever. I'm Laura K. Buzz on all the things. Mm. Um, I've got a book coming out October 19th, Stories of Autistic Joy. Look forward to that. Episodes of Accessibility every Friday. Look forward to those. Just Laura K. Buzz everywhere. What about you? I did a book with you. It's called yeah. Who Hunts the Whale. It's about the people at Supremacy Software that you will have heard earlier, but we haven't recorded yet because that's how this show works. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a silly and serious and satirical book about the video game industry that we find month by month because it is set this year. All the dates line up with this year. I deliberately did it that way. And believe me, I spent a lot of time wrangling things around the right dates. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we keep finding it horribly prescient, unfortunately. But if you want to find out maybe what's going to happen for the rest of the year, read the book. Yeah. Or, yeah. But it's funny. Anyway, also, I make stuff. I design t-shirts. I do music. I write reviews. You can go read my Dredge review. Uh, all of my links can be found at Linktree. That's linktree.ee slash Janiac. Uh, no, it's not. Yeah, it is J-A-N-E-I-A-C. I know where I am. I know yeah. what's happening. Uh, my most important one is patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help get episodes of this show edited and anything else I try to create. I am working on things in the background, even if not all the stuff is getting released immediately. I'm trying to be good about that, rather than just going, I made a thing! Pop! It's out on the internet already. I'm trying to make a big thing. A big thing for people Ooh. to enjoy all at once. It is a secret, but it is being worked on. Ooh. Ooh. And you can help support my ability to do that without being completely run into the ground. Yeah, um, that's all the things. Patreon.com slash Don't Monkey Radio. Thank you very much. Laura, why do you sing us out, please, darling? Until next time, be a stranger.